And we are done for another month. Welcome everyone to another Mere Mortals book recap. That's indeed, you've got Kyron here on, what's the date today? Sunday, 26th of March in the evening. And I'm going to be going over all of the books that occurred in uh, March of, of 2023. So there was four in total, Algorithms for Dummies. There was the Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin on Grief and Grieving and the Denial of Death. But before I get into that, I did want to have a little bit of a discussion about reading a book you don't like for ulterior purposes. So I would say that this month has kind of been categorized by that. Uh, apart from the Benjamin Franklin book, I feel like every other book was definitely reading for the purpose of getting something out of it. Now, there's also two here, which I'm not going to do book reviews on, but I did read a bit and pieces of. The first is Ciro uh, Alegrías, El Mundo es Ajeno. No, El Mundo es Ancho y Ajeno. So that one is a Peruvian author. And then another one, Jose Maria uh, Arguedas, Los Rios Profundos. So the two books would roughly be uh, the, the world is, is wide and strange and the profound or the deep rivers. So I was reading those in Spanish and I'd got them from a good friend of mine who is Peruvian. And I was just, I've, I've done this with a lot of, of the, the books that I've had in Spanish before and I've kind of stuck with them because I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy them. So something like uh, Ernesto Sabato's uh, books or The Death of uh, El Muerte de Artemio Cruz by Carlos Fuentes, books like that. I, I stuck with them even though I didn't particularly enjoy them because I, I was learning, I was getting something out of them. And these ones I tried. I probably read about the first 10% of both of them, so 20% of a book in total. And I just, it was just, it wasn't interesting. There was so much slang, especially in um, El Mundo es Ancho y Ajeno. I, I really struggled to keep up with that. And it was really niche slang as well related to farms and pastures and different types of animals and things like that. It just, it just got at rolling hills and things like that. So it got too hard. But it was getting me thinking again, okay, the coding book, you know, not exactly enjoyable. It was, it was a textbook more or less. Uh, it, it was dense and not particularly fun, but, you know, I spent those kind of half an hour roughly every day or an hour every second day getting through that, trying to finish that off on grief and grieving. It's not particularly a, a fun thing to contemplate a, a loved one's death or death in general. But once again, I felt it was, it was pretty good for, for knowing more about, Mm, I suppose knowing more about mortality and, and reactions to it and, and some of the things that could occur. Uh, and then the denial of death, you know, it, funnily enough, this one actually wasn't that much about death. It was more about the psychoanalysis. And I stuck through that because I wanted to know more about the psychoanalysts, in particular Freud and Jung, which he spent a fair chunk of time talking about in the book. I, I don't care about their ideas per se. I, f I find them a bit too... Mm, single-minded and narrow in their focus trying to put everything under repression or sex or death in this case just seems a little bit of a uh, too too simple too simple in my opinion so all of these books apart from the autobiography of benjamin franklin all of them were kind of work to be honest they 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 felt like a little bit of a, a grind and learning there was there was certainly not that many moments of laughter laugh out loud or or joy and i mean even the benjamin franklin book was was me trying to 
understand, take something away from a, a great man and, and see, could, could I apply this in my life? What could I do to, to be more like him? And there's a, a whole episode on that, which I'll talk about soon. The, but all of this, I guess, gets to this point of, okay, how much should you read for learning? How much should you read for uh, enjoyment? How much should you read because it's just good for the brain? How much should you read for a book club because other people recommend it? How much should you read to experiment and try new books? I mean, the should word is silly in itself. Do whatever you want. In my case, I think it, it's, I probably spent a bit too much time on stuff I didn't enjoy reading. And, and you'll see this in some of my reflections of, of the choices for April that, that's coming up. But all of this, I guess, combines together to say, probably you're going to experience times in your life where you, you need to read a book for work or to gain a piece of knowledge, which you just can't get in any other means. And sometimes I think you, you need to tick off stuff that you don't like just to be able to, to, to be able to cross it off as kind of the bad ideas. I felt that about the denial of death. I, d- I don't think I need to read Freud's works or Jung's works. I might someday, but I, I, I don't think there's much merit in, in their whole life philosophy. Sure, there's probably some interesting things, but the way it comes across certainly in this book made me go, wow, these guys are so far off the mark. <laughs> and so I think, I think that's useful. I think it's useful much like I've read uh, Mein Kampf by, by Adolf Hitler. Uh, like I probably will read some of the communist manifesto, manifesto and things like that in the future. There's, there's books like that where I think it's useful to read about the bad ideas to, to contrast, to compare and, and see, okay, I ha- why are these bad ideas? How did this happen? What can I learn from the bad ideas? Because you not only can just learn from good ideas, I think you can learn from bad ones as well. So as I mentioned, there was four books for this month and I would jump on to my favorite, the, the easiest, the best of the bunch, Benjamin Franklin's The Autobiography and Other Writings. I gave this a eight out of 10 was was really enjoyable really really enjoyable i the reason i picked this up was because i had read about him in another book and was just going okay yeah i think this guy i think there's something a little bit special about him i want to know more so there was some intriguing things the page 91 i talked about his moral perfection uh, about how he's encountering conflicts of this very similar to my own phrasing of trying to be ethically sublime he, he was aiming for this moral perfection and I did a whole podcast episode of this on episode 375, Musings of the Mere Mortals podcast. And that was titled, What Are Our Greatness Weaknesses of Virtue? So we we're really examining, okay, what do we suck at? But I'm going to jump into a bunch of things I did like about him. So uh, page 39, there was this thing where he was talking about dieting and, and how it's funny how the human mind can change. So he says uh, he was trying to stick to this diet and then he goes, uh, he, he dined upon cod and, and broke his kind of vegetable diet. So he says, so convenient a thing it is to be a reasonable creature since it enables one to find or make a reason for every one thing one has a mind to do. <laughs> really interesting how he's pointing out. Yeah, okay. My my example for me is I, I don't believe in lying. I think lying is is kind of one of the, the cardinal sins, the, one of the worst things you can do, whether it be from the small lies or up into the big lies. And it's really easy for me to say that because I suck at lying. <laughs> my friends always tell me my emotions show on my face. I have no control over this. So it's so easy to have that as an, an ethical virtue when it's something that you kind of suck at anyway or you have a mind to do anyway. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was a nice little thing that he points out there. 
Uh, another one, he was switching diets, not placing too much importance on food. I think this is a, a pretty interesting thing. When I was traveling through Latin America, I also noticed that people were obsessed with food, which is fine. Food is a great thing. You can get a lot of pleasure from that. It's such a communal experience and whatnot. But when it's dictating your life to the extent that you won't walk up and see this once in a lifetime vista of a mountain, uh, of a of a live exploding exploding volcano just across from you because you're worried about where breakfast is going to come from or what breakfast will be, ah, that's that seems to be taking it too far. And so he was talking in the book how he managed to have a, a very sparse diet and so when he was traveling all across the world to america to france to whatever it, it didn't really matter to him if he had good food or not he could it's kind of the stoic principle i guess of of just weather all the storms and you know it's somewhat fleeting and whatnot and i think he probably did get some enjoyment out of his food and whatnot uh, talking about the stoics with, with socrates and is switching to the method of a of an uh, of a socratic style of uh, of of questioning, of arguing, why is that? Uh, okay, but with this principle, how did you get to this? Why? Rather than blunt force, argumentative, forcing people into corners and pushing them off a ledge sort of style, which he seemed to be very good at, uh, at least he, he says uh, in his childhood, but then switched away from that because he realized, oh, okay, this isn't helping me become a better person or further views or whatnot it's just i'm just winning for the sake of winning rather than progressing the human race forward i, I guess you could put it uh, he had this real interesting mix of qualities industrious opener about uh industriousness the this this capability of, of curiosity and whatnot but he was also really uh, open about his his errors he was well-read entrepreneurial but then he would be prone to overtrusting. Uh, he fell into debt. He was, it seemed like he was a bit libellous, so he would he would slander people or seemed to be uh, unnecessarily attacking people, things like that. So he certainly wasn't all good. Uh, another one on page 101 where he was talking about how he refrained from certainties. So I'm going to try and find this bit in particular because I should have looked this up just beforehand. Uh, to determine the interesting, I cannot post much success. Okay, well, there was this uh, one one interesting section. It's on page 101 somewhere where he talks about how he tried to to stop being certain with everything. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, right at the very bottom. Uh, I even forbid myself, uh, I even forbid myself agreeable to the old laws of our junto, the use of every word or expression in the language that imported a fixed opinion, such as certainly, undoubtedly, etc., and I adopted instead of them, I conceive, I apprehend, or I imagine a thing to be so or so, or it so appears to me at present. Uh, I thought this was cool. I, I talk a lot about modal verbs and how I think they're quite a useful way of conveying knowledge or certainty of a topic. And a lot of people, whilst they you get confidence or you appear more confident and therefore people are more drawn to you if you just state things, much like Juan does, he doesn't use much modal verbs. The I think you, you're you're missing out a, a a large portion of what makes communication effective by doing that, and you're opening yourself up to more thinking you're the top shit and never wrong, and even not even giving your ways to wiggle out of situations where you are okay wrong, and it's hard to admit that. And unless you've 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 got the real good character integrity of being able to admit those mistakes 
because you'll just make more mistakes when you're saying with certainty this thing, this thing, this thing. So yeah, I think I think that's uh, pretty interesting. He uh, being well read seemed to open many doors to him. Literally trading books with other people was what got him into these next levels with governors and other powerful people. Uh, that, that's pretty cool. That that even the power of a book of just having read it gives you this access to other things. Uh, he learned French, Italian, some Spanish and Latin. I love that. Love that. Uh, page 141 on the bottom. He was saying human felicity is gained by small improvements and not really one-off large events. So as he was looking over his life, sure, he did all of these things, but it was these small improvements that he made, which, which made the biggest difference to his happiness uh, and which kind of gets to the point of chasing happiness, chasing a big goal, that one-off of, pain of happiness is kind of silly. And then also on page 145, right at the bottom, he's um, why disputing as a skill can get victory, but sometimes not the goodwill, uh, really highlighting how that argument style that he used to have didn't really serve. It didn't, it didn't help things. It, it maybe gained, gained him some personal glory or feeling like he was winning, but it didn't help his objectives and aims in the long run. I think that's pretty cool. So the next book that I... Uh, reviewed was uh, Luca Masseron's and John Mueller's Algorithms for Dummies. I gave this a 7 out of 10. Not too much I can actually say from this. A couple of fun things was just reading this book and realizing, you know, they talked about Bitcoin in it. They talked about the hashing, the cryptography, the, the need for it, and why even the cryptography of SHA-256 all were mentioned in here. So, uh, was just saying, okay, yeah, the, the Bitcoin blockchains all built on algorithms and, and whatnot as well. Uh, I think my weak point, what highlighted to, to this from this book for me was my lack of creativity. I'd already somewhat known this, but really when I was just, I just had that uh, desire to, or the thought to try and create the Fibonacci sequence, just a, a simple algorithm around that and I just, I just, there, there was things missing in my brain. The, the spark to create something wasn't particularly there. I think I, I much more thrive on the environment where uh, everything is possible and then you have lots of limitations boxing you into a certain style and then you can move forward with that style. I don't particularly see that as creativity. Some people might say that, uh, yeah, if you want to know more about creativity and art, uh, check out the Mere Models Conversation with Justin Fox or with Alex uh, Watanabe, Alexander Watanabe, which were, I think, 84 and 85, respectively. So check those out if you want to know more about that. What I'm still lacking for the coding is, is just some rote memorization as well. There's stuff like uh, fill NA um, curly brackets or <clears throat> drop underscore duplicates curly brackets. I was using them, all these small separate functions, but I still don't know what they mean. I still don't know. Uh, exactly of mm, what what exactly it is that I'm I'm trying to work for and whatnot. So yeah, there's uh just just little bits bits like that which I'm struggling with still. So uh, that one there is done. I will have on grief and grieving by Elizabeth Kubler Ross and David Kessler. Got a couple of books with uh, multiple people in it. So yeah. <laughs> the funnest thing that I took from this that I thought was worthy of repeating was on page 88. And I just notice this all the time when I'm reading books now. <clears throat> so here we go. Do, 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 do. Uh, I 
think this, oh, this is where it's like I want to highlight the books, but it, I don't own them, so <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Mm, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, this is going to be really annoying. It's definitely page 88, right? Page 88, bottom. Uh, okay, Duh, here we go. So she was just talking about something. What uh, A secret ultimately doesn't change the person you knew. Every facet of a diamond is real, but each is a different view. So don't let all that you held dear about your loved one be negated by other, some other part of them. So I think this was talking about secrets and and keeping a secret. What you knew was real. What you found out was most likely real also. If it was negative, do your best to realize they were merely mortal, merely mortal, just as you are. <laughs> I just see that in every book I read now. I can't, I can't unsee it. I can't unhear <laughs> it. So, uh, yeah, that, w- that was a little thing there. Uh, I talked about this with Juan recently in the episode that is actually getting released in 18 minutes time. So, it will be out by the time you hear this. Uh, and that uh, was an episode of the Mere Models Meanderings, episode 377. And that was titled about, uh, can you prepare for grief? That was the question I, I took from this book and asked to one. So will it help for me? I don't think it'll too much this, this book. I don't think it'll prepare you for a loved one to die, but it can kind of prepare you to put some things in place so that it won't hurt as the, the, the things related to that, the other stresses that will come from that, you can put things in place so it won't be as uh, stressful an event and you can properly grieve the person without having to worry about finances or worry about these other things or at least there are prompts for you. They're not, they're not, she doesn't particularly talk about, you know, here's the 10 steps to get your finances in order or anything like that. So. Yeah, that was a, it was a good book. I, I'm glad I, I read it. Oops, I should have changed my little thumbnail there. That was it on grief and grieving. And then the final one that I had was The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. So I got this because I had heard, in particular, Lex Friedman talk about this numerous times. And you can go type Lex Friedman, Denial of Death or Ernest Becker into YouTube. You'll find some clips of him raving about it, how he was saying it's an amazing book. I don't see it. I do not see it. It's made me uh, question Mr. Friedman's book recommendations in the future, future at least. I mean, he know, he does like 1984, so I'll put him on level pegging, I guess. Uh, I've got all these things from here, which I, I feel... Uh, so I gave this a 3 out of 10. I'm not sure they're even worth talking about because they're just so crazy. There's So there's stuff called the, the Wild Paradox where he's talking about... Uh, the socialization processes for all children are painful and frustrating, and hence no child escapes forming hostile death wishes towards his socializers. Therefore, none escape the fear of personal death in either direct or symbolic form. Repression is usually dot, 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 immediate and effective. And then he's talking about how the child is too weak to take responsibility for all this destructive feeling. Uh, and and it's, just, it's just like, how can you know what a child's thinking? That... <laughs> And and the certainty that they are, what is it, that they are forming hostile death wishes. That's what all children are, are, are forming, in his opinion. And I, I, don't, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that or, or, or not expressing his views. I'm pretty sure that he was, would say all, of ch- all children will experience this thing. All children will experience some sort of penis envy or some sort of sexual thing uh, towards their parents and their mom and, uh, and, and their dad. And I just, I don't see it. 
Uh, another one where he's talking about on page 28 how often the child deliberately soils himself or continues to wet the bed to protest against the imposition of artificial symbolic rules. He seems to be saying that the body is his primary reality and that he wants to remain in the simpler physical Eden and not be thrown out into the world of right and wrong. So this is where <laughs> the child is is having these existential uh, crises that will make even adults uh, pale and quiver in comparison. <laughs> It's just so full of shit. Um, there was some stuff that did make sense. There was talking about dread on page 69. There's a small quote, uh, a small quote here. If a man were a beast or an angel, he would not be able to be in dread. That is, if he were utterly unselfconscious or totally unanimal. Since he is a sense of this, he can be in dread. Man himself produces dread. I think that's a that's a, a smart enough point. And he, there was some additional context to that. Where it was saying, okay, yeah, this is uh, this is why we feel dread. This is why we feel angst of, o- over death and things like that. Um, so that was that was good. <laughs> Let's go to another a wacky one though, just to even the score out. So he was talking about homosexuality and why. Uh, what's the reason for homosexuality? <clears throat> Today, we generally see homosexuality as a broad problem of ineptness, vague identity, passivity, helplessness, all in all, an inability to take a powerful stance toward life. Uh, okay, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that that's the reason for, for homosexuality. I thought it was uh, equal parts um, genetically predetermined and then also of the environment and I've never heard it because they were um, suffering from vague identities, passivity, and helplessness. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then page 141, uh, we'll just finish this off with uh, another thing from Freud. Lordy. Uh, we have to conclude that all the feelings of sympathy, friendship, trust, and so forth, which we expend in life, are genetically connected with sexuality and have developed out of purely sexual desires by an uh, enfeebling of their sexual aim, however pure and non-sensual they may appear in the forms that they take on to our conscious self-perception. To begin with, we knew none but sexual objects. Psychoanalysis shows us, the, shows us that those persons whom in real life we really mis- we merely respect or are fond of may be sexual objects to us in our unconscious mind still. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win with him. Everything comes back to sex. Wow. There was also lots of quotes that would put things like, uh, identification, transference, focalizations, transference, heroics, transference, beatification, termination of the transference, romantic solution, partialization. They seem to love creating a, a thing and then attaching something to it. It was like, we're always going to have this new transference, this thing, this thing is, ah, I'd love to know if people get anything out of psychoanalysis still nowadays. I think probably at the time it was revolutionary or some groundbreaking stuff psychology was a young art back then but nowadays i don't know i don't know let me know let me know what you think and uh, if if all of the talk on grieving death wasn't sad enough we're going to get into the boostergram lounge sad puppy sad sad puppy there are no boostergrams coming in uh our our supporter our steady supporter from the the past months peter has disappeared um, i'm not sure exactly where he's gone i hope he's okay maybe he didn't like that doesn't like the mere mortals anymore maybe uh he's just having a break maybe he'll be back who knows but in any case the only 
the only things coming in was some streaming of sats and that was from me just testing it out so uh, a little bit discouraging um not gonna lie that that does suck uh once again this this show relies on your support so i really do appreciate even if it's just a small bit trying out the fountain app you'll earn some sats by by listening to things there and you can boost that onto me. Um, I would really appreciate if, if you could do that, even a tiny little bit amount, just to know that someone's listening to these reviews. I do see that it's getting downloads and listened to, but the lack of feedback is um, it's not so great. Um, and even on the YouTube uh, videos and whatnot, some of the clips get some comments and whatnot, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I would definitely appreciate some more feedback. That would, that would definitely uh, perk me up. But let's keep going on anyway. What is coming up for April of 2023? Well, you can see on the screen here that I've got the Confederacy of Dunces. So I have been reading that book. I'm about a third of the way through and that's a fun book. I'm enjoying it. So I'm getting back into to some fun reading. Uh, some other stuff. Another pretty fun one is uh, John Steinbeck's Cannery Row. I had read Sweet Thursday by him and then The Grapes of Wrath. Uh, Sweet Thursday was actually quite a good book and it contains a lot of the same characters. So that's really cool. Uh, another small one, which I might get to at some point is Animal Farm by George Orwell. It's a ridiculous that I haven't reviewed that on this channel yet because it is a fantastic book considering how small it is. I did have a whole stack of Python books here. I had a look through them and the one that really jumped out to me was Learn Python 3 the hard way. Uh, it's a little bit older. I think it was published in 2017, but it still seemed to be, uh, the, the guy who wrote it seemed to inject some of his own personality into it. Uh, and even with just the titling of doing it the hard way, as in you got to write down, you got to actually do the exercises, no copying and pasting and things like that. So very cool that, uh, that that's in there. Juan has also said he's going to be doing some book reviews. I'll see it. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> but he might be having some, what are those books that he's told me about? I can't remember. I think there was some Ryan Holiday. He seems to, seems to have a bit of a bromance with Mr. Holiday. So that is also coming up. We'll see how we go. And yeah, I think that's gonna get us right into the end point of value for value. So I'm gonna make this real easy. I would just like you to reach out at some point to say, hey, I really like the book reviews whatever form you want to do that if you look down in the show notes there is or a bunch of links you can do it via tiktok you can do it via uh, youtube you can do it via instagram even on facebook i'll find it uh, on on twitter i've got a personal twitter um, at kyron down and what else do we have we have the discord so if you just reach out to any of those just to let me know that you appreciate the book reviews i would feel good about that if you could do that because i do spend a lot of time energy, effort in doing that. So value for value for, for this week, for today is definitely just, just reaching out to me. I would, uh, I would appreciate that. So that's gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you everyone for, for joining into the book recap. It was a little bit muted today, nothing too crazy. I hope you, yeah, found some extra interesting notes from this. Uh, would also just obviously go check out the book recaps if you if you want to know more of, of each of these individual books and how, uh, my my exact thoughts on the book and whatnot and yeah until the next book recap and i really do hope you're having a amazing time fantastic day wherever you are in the world Kyron out